Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to the podcast. This is the Vegas Hockey Know-It-All, Mark Warner, and here is always with my esteemed co-host, the Buffalo Kid, Tom. Tom, how are you doing this morning? Uh, good day, sir. Good day. Today we're going to be looking at conference finals, Western and Eastern in the National Hockey League. So far, so good in the playoffs. Another great year of playoff action. Even going back to first round, Calgary-Vancouver, what a series that was. Uh, Montreal looked like they were coming up on Ottawa. Ran into a buzzsaw, I think, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Ducks have only lost one game, rolling through the West, getting ready to head up. Head-to-head. Ah, one of the juggernauts in the last, say, seven years of hockey in the Chicago Blackhawks. we got a lot to cover today. We're going to bring in a very special guest to the show. He's been a friend of the show since day one, reached out to us, offered, offered to help anytime. Uh, minutes, not even days, minutes. Yeah, literally, as soon as I posted a Twitter address, Dana Lane was emailing the show. Hey, hey, can I help you guys? What do you, what do you need? What do you need? So yeah, I, I'm I'd so say, excited to talk to this guy. Yeah, it's going to be a good deal. So uh, without further ado, let me uh, let me bring in Dana Lane. Dana, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. It's uh, it's always fun to be on with you. Nah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right, we're going to jump right into this Eastern Conference. Talking about the, the, the most defensive team left in the playoffs, let's go right to the Rangers' decor. Um, Orpic kind of put a dent in their, in their swagger there at the end of the last series. Uh, Mr. Boyle. Yeah, Mr. Boyle is questionable and most likely out. He has a history of concussions. And uh, had to leave the ice with assistance in Game 7, although they were able to get by in overtime. But I, uh, I'm curious, Tom, what do you think, uh, how that's going to affect their defensive core? Oh, I love Mr. Boyle since, uh, Danny Boyle since uh, the 0-4 Lightning team. Loved how he moves the puck, plays the puck positional-wise. Obviously, veteran, been around for a little bit. But uh, yeah, that did. He was on. Uh, he was on a different streak there. What, what's the uh, what's MSG? Is that on Penn Station? Penn, is that Penn Station, Dana? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he was. He, he was. He was on a forty. He was on a you know, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue or something. <laughs> or no, no, he, he's on Forty Second Street. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Forty Second Street and Broadway, sir. And what may what may surprise a lot of people and. If you look at if you look at Lundqvist, he's looking at a 1.6 goals against, and at the same time, if you look at the the Rangers' defense core, 
know, you start with McDonough, he's a plus four, and Girardi's a plus five. But if you hit if you hit past that, uh, Boyle's a minus two, Yandel's even, uh, Stahl is minus four, Klein is minus two. That and I don't know how that computes to a goalie with a 1.6 goals against average, but it it kind of tells me that that Lundqvist may be saving their bacon a little bit on the back end. Dana, what do you think about that? There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, the Rangers were the league's third best scoring team, but certainly have really given given Lundqvist a very small margin of error. Uh, with a tie for 13th uh, among 16 teams in, in playoff scoring. And, you know, this is an extremely interesting series. If you go back uh, head-to-head, you know, Tampa Bay has had the Rangers number, in fact, 3-0 and this year, including uh, a victory uh, in the prior season. So they're 4-0 and against the Rangers. And in that period of time, it wasn't like, you know, they played each other sporadically. Tampa Bay beat them twice in 15 days earlier in the season. So, in fact, uh, if you go back two years, Tampa Bay has beaten them five out of the last six times. So you might say that Tampa Bay is feeling pretty good going into the series. And considering um, the series that the Rangers just had, you might want to, uh, you know, even though the Rangers are a decisive favor in the series, uh, you might want to uh, look for Tampa Bay on a per-game basis just to get that plus money. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the, man, the, the Rangers against Tampa Bay in the first two games that they faced each other, defensively, Tampa Bay gave the Rangers zero room. Uh, the Rangers had 35 shots in the first two games in total. And i got to think that that's the mentality going into this series. Uh, in, in the playoffs, where there's even less room to get these shots, get these shots off. Almost, Mr. Lane, like um, Tampa Bay playing Montreal, they were, they were, they were on the, there was five, were they five and zero or four zero and one against uh, Montreal in the season series? I think five zero and zero, Tom. Five zero and zero, they're almost kind of rolling the same way going in the, the series against New York. What do you say? Yeah, and, you know, and this is, you know, we talked about uh, John Cooper on the last, last podcast. You know, this is, you know, we talk about teams that are really are ready to make, take next steps. And, you know, this is a situation where you might have a coach that's ready to take a next, next step. Uh, <laughs> Cooper has had amazing success at every level, level he's been at. Uh, you won a title in the U.S. Hockey League. You won a Calder Cup with the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, he coached the uh, Syracuse Crunch and probably would have won a title there as well if it had not been for the call-up. Um, you know, this is a guy, uh, like I used to feel about uh, Glenn Gullison, who used to, you know, coach the Wranglers. I felt like, man, you know, this is a guy that might, you know, at every level win titles or at least come close. And now this is the, the last thing that he has to accomplish as a coach. And, you know, it's very, very difficult to go against a team that might be a team of destiny. And we thought, boy, you know, how is Tampa Bay going to bounce back from a, a pretty poor performance in the middle of that series against against Montreal after, you know, really looking like they had their number? Um, you know, but they managed to come back, and that's that internal uh, instinct that you need in the playoffs to be successful. 
Uh, do I think on paper they're better than the Rangers? Absolutely not. But let's look at where the Rangers might be mentally as opposed to where Tampa Bay might be at this point. Uh, the Rangers might still uh, be, uh, you know, have a deep longer from their last hard-fought win against uh, against Washington, whereas Tampa Bay has had a little time to uh, to prepare for the Rangers. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth on John Cooper. Um, he's only been in Tampa for three years, um, and those are the only three years that he's been coaching in the National Hockey League. But uh, if you look, the first year he missed the playoffs. In his second year with the team, he's a Jack Adams finalist. And in his third year with the team, he's in the conference finals. Um, like you said, Calder Cup, Calder Cup champion in the A, uh, U.S. Hockey League champion. Now, if if you look at it, Elaine Vigneault, um, he, I, I kind of draw a little similarity to Bruce Boudreaux, where mm-hmm. he has the experience of of being in the National Hockey League for twelve years as a head coach. But again, ten of those years, Elaine Vigneault's teams have gone out in the first or second round or missed the playoffs entirely in four of those years. Uh, He won the President's Cup three times, including this year with the Rangers. But, you know, the first time he won the President's Cup in 2011-2012, he lost in the first round of the Kings. Um, The second time he won the President's Cup, he lost in the Stanley Cup Finals to the Bruin. Um, And then last year, again, first year with the Rangers, lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, at, at first blush, if you will, uh, the, the check mark on the coaching goes to Elaine Vigneault and the New York Rangers. But, you know, when Danny Bilesma jumped in as an inexperienced head coach, he took, the, he took the Penguins to the promised land early in his career. And there's kind of a trend in the National Hockey League now. Like you said, Glenn Gulletsman come from Las Vegas, went to the Stars. The, the, young, the young coach in the, the post-2004 lockout era has had a lot of success in the National Hockey League, and, and John Cooper may be ready to take that step and get past a more experienced coaching staff with the New York Rangers. Well, I would think, and, and uh, maybe Mr. Lane, wouldn't Mr. Lane agrees or not, I don't know, but I love the style Tampa plays. I Forgive me, I forget the game, but it was a tie score, and the, the Tampa at the end of the game there, about a minute and a half left, the D keeps pinching. The D keeps pinching, pinching, and then finally, what did they score? It was like a one point three seconds left. What yeah, game was it, 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 Lane, it, do you remember? It, I hate to put you in a spot there. I remember that for sure, Dana. Yeah, I don't know. I, I God, I, I want to. Well, I don't know. And I yeah, remember, remember it though, but I, not off the top of my head, what game it was. Yeah, forgive me, but you, we all remember the game, though, <laughs> regardless if it was 3, 4, 5, or whatever. Um, it's going to say I, 3. I think you're wrong. Yeah, I think you're right, 3. Yeah, I like that. I, most teams would just, you know, dump it down and play for play to overtime and take your chances there, but they did not do that. They just kept pressing and pressing, and, and, I, and I, love, I love that style, man. I love that style. Yeah, I think the one thing, uh, you know, one thing that was – Extremely noticeable besides the, you know, constant badgering of Stamkos not getting on the on the scoreboard. I, 
I really want to see if Tampa Bay is able to get in deep against the, the Rangers depth. They, they really seem to come at you in waves and make it extremely difficult to uh, get quality shots. At least that's been the, the way they've done it in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I felt like at times Tampa was a little bottled up in their own zone. Uh, but so I, I think what they were going to try to do, and it's going to be extremely difficult because not only are the Rangers extremely fast on the four check, but they're also extremely fast on the back check. And I think that that makes it extremely difficult if you're a team that wants to, you know, maybe dump the puck into the corners and, and win a race to it. Um, I think that that is going to be something that Tampa Bay was able to um, not accomplish at all, all the time against Montreal. And let's face it, if it wasn't for the power play, they probably wouldn't be playing in this series. But I think that that's something that they're going to find um, even more difficult against the Rangers because I think defensively they're so much better than, than what Montreal uh, showed against Tampa. Yeah, no no question. If you look at uh, Tampa in the playoffs, you want to, you want to touch on the power play. Um, Tampa's basically hitting at a 18% clip on the power play, but against Montreal, they were connecting at 35%, which is even better right. than Anaheim's been been connecting on their power play, which, I mean, Anaheim's 31% on the power play. Uh, people that know hockey know that a 30, 31, 35% power play clip is ridiculous in the success rate. Um, and and, and against, against the best goalie in the year this season in Carey Price. I don't think we can even entertain a debate on who should win the Vezina Trophy and should probably get votes for the Hart Trophy uh, to pump in 35% of your power plays against Montreal and Carey Price is very, very impressive to me. But if you go, if you look at the flip side of it, um, everybody's looking at, at, at Tampa's forward core and we'll get into that in a minute. But if you look at the, their power play, they've killed penalties at an 86.7% rate in the power in the playoffs. 93.7% against Montreal, they killed their penalties. You, it, It's very easy to make the argument that the Tampa Bay special teams won that series against Montreal. Dana, what do you think about that? Well, there's no doubt about it. Um, five on five. Uh, they probably, um, they, you know, like we said, they wouldn't be here. But now, now here's a completely different situation because of the four teams remaining, I think most people would say that the Rangers' penalty kill is probably the best of the four teams remaining. So now you have a, um, you have a real problem if you're Tampa Bay. If you can't get the, uh, get, you know, if you're not as good as you were during the regular season offensively, uh, you're, and you rely on the power play, they will not have any luck against the Rangers if, if they don't find a way to uh, at least get two two goals a game uh, on a five-on-five situation. They, there's just not enough room on the ice, and, and the Rangers do an absolute masterful job of making it very difficult for you to get quality shots on one quick. So, um, you know, here here's really, you know, to me the key of the game. Do I think that Tampa Bay will be able to stretch the Rangers' defense and get deep, uh, deep enough to uh, create quality opportunities, or, or do I think it's going to be the same situation where Tampa Bay has to rely on their on their power play 
Uh, if that's the case, I think the Rangers neutralize that and make it very difficult for Tampa Bay. This game one is going to tell you a whole lot about the whole series because if the Rangers come out and win this game, say it's a, a two-goal game, uh, I think the Rangers win this series quite easily. Um, and we, we answer the question whether or not there's residue from the, from the Capitol series. Uh, but if, uh, you know, Tampa comes out and the Rangers look like they're, they're still uh, haven't progressed to the third round, uh, then the series gets interesting. So I, I think, you know, outside of a game seven or an elimination game, this game one is probably the most important game amongst the upcoming three, three to four games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I, I'll agree with you right there because the numbers say the Rangers do have the best penalty kill left in the playoffs. They're killing penalties at 89.3% rate. So, right. um, they, and, and to kill penalties at, at, I mean, let's just say 90% against the Capitals with Backstrom and Ovechkin, that's an impressive, that's an impressive number right there. Um, I don't well, know, I don't know I if anybody so. else's PK it, that's left in the playoffs could do the same job that the Rangers did against Washington. Um, and that may be the key to the series. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I, I think defensively, if you keep, you're keeping Backstrom and, and Oldie off the scoreboard, I think four out of the seven games, uh, I don't think the, the Lightning have that kind of power, uh, firepower. Uh, so now, you know, you're telling me that you could keep that duo off the score sheet for uh, four out of seven games. It's it, to me... Um, if Tampa Bay doesn't jump on them early in game one, I think this is going to be an extremely long series for the Lightning. Well, let's get into the, the Tampa Bay forwards at that point. Um, they've shown an, an amazing depth so far in the playoffs. Um, let's, look at, let's look at Tyler Johnson. That cat's undrafted, and he leads, he leads all skaters in the National Hockey League in goals at, at – Eight goals a game, or eight goals here in the playoffs. But if you, if you back that up, uh, Nikita Kucherov, he just came off his breakout season in the National Hockey League, 29 goals, 65 points. He hasn't slowed down a bit in the playoffs. Six goals, five assists, 11 points in, in, in their 13 games. Uh, then you get to Stamkos, and, and he started off, I don't think he scored in the first eight games of the playoffs. But now, you know what? Three goals, seven assists, ten points. All of a sudden, uh, Stamkos is a factor in this. Uh, all of his goals and, and four of his seven assists coming against Carey Price, who we've, all, we've already said, the guy's had the best season of any goalie in the National Hockey League in the regular season. Um, none of those goals are softies, that's for sure, against Carey Price. But then, I mean, if you go down, you got Kalorn, uh, three goals, six assists, nine points. Palat, three goals, five assists, eight points. Phil Pala, he scored a couple huge goals against Phil, Montreal. Phil Pala, could you, uh, you give me the number to his hairdresser? Man, the guy's got great head of hair there. Is, huh? he, is he flowing his lettuce? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, man. About? I, I'm crushing on him more than Mr. Lane, I think. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know we were <laughs> going into lettuce right here. Sorry, interrupters. No, no. Of course, anytime you, you, 
want to jump in there with some some flow. Uh, I'm welcome to the to the input there, sir. Um, but I mean, I mean, you've got five forwards for Tampa that have scored more goals and more points in the playoffs than the Rangers have. Um, you've got, and uh, and then you get to the point where the defense starts chipping in. Hedman, a goal and five assists, six points. Strawman, a goal and four assists, five points. Both players, both players carrying good uh, plus minus. Hedman plus seven, Stallman plus four. So got, they're not sacrificing. They're not sacrificing uh, points for defense. They're, they're carrying the load there on the defense. So, in my opinion, you're going to give the check mark there on the defense scores to, to to Tampa Bay. How did I, I want to ask Mr. Lane and Mark? How did how did uh, Kalinder make make the team uh, Sweden over Victor Hedman? How did that happen? I have no in the idea. Last Olympics. I have no idea. I just want, Mr. Lane, how do you think Hank Kalinder made the team in front of Hedman? I'm scratching <laughs> my head on that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, speaking of you know situations like that. You know, I mean, that was one of the reasons why St. Louis um, was, was traded was the fact that Steve Eisenman didn't put him on Team Canada, even though later uh, later on he was added to the uh, to the roster uh, when Steve Stamkos went down. There's all kinds of like underlying stories in this series. Um, you know, it's it is it both. And what's going to be great about this series is both teams know each other. Extremely well, Absolutely. not because of the abundance of times that they played each other, but because of the personnel that have changed hands. And, Absolutely. You know, just to just to give you some figures on this, um, you know, for entertainment purposes only. Tampa is twelve and thirty-two over the last forty-four games uh, versus teams uh, on the road that have a, a home win percentage of over sixty percent, which the Rangers do. While the Rangers are 64 and 29 at home versus teams with losing road records, and I know that you're saying, well, wait a minute, they don't have a losing road record. Well, if you add the uh, overtime losses, they do. So, you know, it, it, this is why I like the Rangers maybe at six in this, is because I just feel that Tampa Bay still does not up their level of game on the road against teams that they shouldn't probably, they shouldn't beat or at least have the perception of beating where the Rangers have always taken care uh, of teams that they should beat at home. And you know, certainly with the home ice advantage in this one, uh, I think the Rangers uh, put them away pretty easy. Oh, Dana Lane that, on record. Dana Lane on record. Call for the Rangers. Professional, and I know uh, Mr. Lane's got to go. And uh, this is why I'm not a professional. This is why Mr. Dana Lane Sports. Is the premier thing. I'm picking Tampa in five. <laughs> well, it, oh, I it, love it. If if you go, it you know, if you go, what I'm looking at for this series, and this is Mark on the the Vegas Hockey Podcast, uh, as coined from the Fox Five Morning Show, the Vegas Hockey Know It All. Uh, I don't know if that's disrespectful or what, but uh, I'm gonna embrace it again. I'm looking at, at, at the scoring depth on both teams. And if you look at the if you look at the forward core on the New York Rangers hockey club, 
They've only scored two goals or more three times in the playoffs here. And they've played 12 games. And they've scored zero or one goals three times. So if the Rangers are going to come forward in this series, I'm looking at you, Rick Nash, with your two goals. I'm looking at you, Martin St. Louis, with your zero goals. I need the Rangers forwards to step up and put the biscuit in the basket. I'm not seeing that. And you would not, uh, at first blush, look at the Washington Capitals as a defensive juggernaut. You would not look at their first-round opponent as a defensive juggernaut. I'm looking... I'm, I'm, I, Broussard and Kreider, phenomenal. They're leading the way with five goals apiece. Broussard's got three assists. He, he's leading their team with eight points. Kreider's got no assists, but he's got five goals. Nash, I don't know what $60 million buys you, but two goals and five assists, seven points in a, in a third, I think, 13-game playoff run doesn't get it for me. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Brian Boyle changing sides in this series. He might be the, 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 the unsung hero here for Tampa Bay. Um, I'm, just, I'm just not seeing it out of the Rangers forward court. I'm going to have to call this for Tampa Bay to go on to the Stanley Cup Finals. And, it, I mean, unless Nash and Martin St. Louis, who has not scored in these playoffs, he has not put the puck in the net in these playoffs, um, all 12 games the Rangers have played, I, I, the depth of the Tampa Bay Lightning with Kucherov and Stamkos, now heating up, getting ready to go to the conference finals. I'm calling this for Tampa Bay in seven. It, I mean, it could it could go all the way back to Madison Square Garden in game seven. Ben Bishop has been good enough. People say Heinrich Lundqvist is, and definitely you want to look at him as getting the check mark in this series, but maybe not as much as, you, as a lot of people would think. Um, King Henry, 8-4 with a 1.6 and a 9.44 save percentage against. Look at look at Bishop, eight and five with a one point eight one and a nine point three one or a point nine three one save percentage against. Bishop's been sufficient in net for Tampa Bay, and I'm gonna have to go ahead and call this series for Tampa Bay. I'm looking at Anaheim and Tampa Bay to move on into the finals, Dana. I'm gonna have to go against you on your New York Rangers here. Um, it's defense against offense, the classic tale in sports. Um, and that's, and that's where I'm sitting with it. I can't get past the depth of scoring with Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's it. I'll leave you with this. I, I always feel like there's one defining moment or game for each team that leaves them feeling a bit lucky about their fortune. And I go, back to, game, I, I go back to game five with the, the Rangers and, and Washington series where Washington was, you know, two minutes away uh, from, from stealing that game up. Absolutely. And the Rangers basically stole that game yeah, and did. eventually stole that series. And from that moment on, the Rangers offensively have been much better. In fact, in the last two games, they averaged three goals. Um, and I think that is the defining moment 
where great teams get scared to lose. And the difference oh. is, if you look, uh, say, like a team like the Montreal Canadiens, I don't think they ever got scared to lose because I never thought they thought they were good enough to win. Oh. And I think the, so I think the Rangers were scared to lose. They won that game, and they have been a different team offensively. The reason why I don't put a lot of emphasis on teams uh, offensively in the playoffs is what we said in the, in the last podcast, where teams are more worried about preventing goals than they are sometimes scoring goals. And, you know, this is a classic situation where I, I can see where the Rangers would get up a goal, and that's extremely important for their success in this series, for them to get up a goal and then, then to go into prevention mode, uh, a la the way we saw the New Jersey Devils do for years. And, and you know, like we'll just go back to the same thing again. This first game, and maybe this first period, is a defining moment or period in this series that will tell you where each team is mentally, and, and I think that that will uh, give you a good indication and insight into how this series is going to play out. Man, that is just about fantastic insight. Man. Well said, man, Mr. Lane. That's, that's phenomenal. So. If you had to invite, uh, uh, put out some information for our listeners in Game One, Madison Square Garden. What do you have any prices that uh, on the yeah, board there we, for Game One? Yeah, Rangers are now a dollar thirty-five. They open at a dollar forty-five. Uh, interesting in this game, and we have a situation where the public is heavily betting the Rangers, uh, but the wise guys, the guys that play the bigger money. Um, as usual, are playing uh, playing the dogs, and the money drives that line down. Even though the greater percentage of the bets are being made on the Rangers, you're getting a better price because the bigger money is taking the underdogs in Tampa Bay. Now, you know, from a betting standpoint in the NHL playoffs, the chalk has, if you bet the chalk throughout the playoffs, you've done extremely well. Um, so it doesn't bother me, especially. Like, if this line... For whatever reason, even in the Anaheim series, if this goes up to minus 150, that's kind of where I cut things off. But at 135, the Rangers uh, for the Rangers, or 145, or 140 for the Ducks, um, I have no problem taking both of those favorites because I just think on paper I'm getting better teams. Fantastic, dude. Mr. uh, Lane, thank you for your time, Mr. Lane. Greatly appreciated, sir. I know we ran over a couple minutes. We can go to four four o'clock today. <laughs> but I can talk hockey all day man. long. We know you're a busy man and, and uh, much gratitude, sir. Well, I absolutely appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate what you know. You are you are paving the way for these different outlets when this NHL team comes to Las Vegas. Uh, you and a few other people that are, you know, been basically on board with this thing since the thunder and, you know, tooting the horn of Las Vegas and how well we would do as a community. Uh, I mean, you guys should be, you know, commended. And, you know, like I said, I, I wish I had all the time in the world to just do these, you know, do our own podcast and, and, and do what you guys are doing, uh, which is so critical to the interest of hockey in Las Vegas. So I commend you and I'm happy to do. Uh, anything that you would like as far as uh, coming on your show at any time. 
Hey, you know what? When we get to the finals, we're going to have you back on. We're going to do a finals preview. And uh, as, long as, as long as you have time to join us, we'd love to do this again with you, sir. Half well, it's, only, it's only one series, so I have an hour. Fantastic, fantastic, man. Um, Dana Lane, the, uh, the, the original friend of the show, um, thank you so much. You, you've taken a couple hours out of your, out of your busy schedule to, to spend, with, with, spend with us on this, and uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on with us. So, everybody, uh, if you're going to the window in Las Vegas, there's, there's no better source to hit then add Dana Lane Sports on Twitter. He's going to give you, and, and yeah, baseball's starting up, but this is a hockey podcast. Um, uh, he will give you some baseball winners. Uh, it's consistently over 60 65%. Um, it's going to happen. If you take his information and you go to the window, you're going to cash your ticket, and I don't have any other better way to say that. So, Dana, thank you so much for coming on and breaking down the conference finals in the National Hockey League. Um, we enjoyed this. When we get uh, right now, I'm calling an Anaheim Tampa Bay uh, Stanley Cup finals, which uh, may upset some of that cold weather traditional market Canadian oh, fans. Man. Oh, my goodness. Hockey doesn't work in a sunny climate. I, I got to say that. Climate and geography have nothing to do with people that enjoy the game of hockey. And we're about to prove it when Anaheim and Tampa Bay square off for the Stanley Cup. Dana, give me your last word. Well, people forget one thing. There wasn't one city in the National Hockey League right now that didn't start out as a non-traditional hockey city. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Go back 100 years. Yeah, uh, I saw Montreal sold 20,000 seats to their arena for, for game six against Tampa Bay, and uh, they all went home losers. I don't know what to say, but, uh, the, I mean, the bottom line, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what the temperature is It as far as, who is going to support a National Hockey League? We're going to have an upcoming edition of the podcast where we talk about uh, what makes hockey work in a given marketplace. And we're definitely going to have you back on for our, our finals preview show. I'd love to have you on for our uh, analysis of the Las Vegas market and how it relates to the rest of the National Hockey League. Uh, Dana, we'd love to have you on again. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Uh, we went way over the mark, and, and we can't thank you enough for what you do for Las Vegas Hockey. Uh, it's not a problem. It's always my pleasure. And, and if I could, um, I just want to give a little shout-out. Next week I'll be doing um, the uh, Las Vegas Sports Line with Dave Koken uh, Tuesday through Thursday at 2 o'clock Pacific time. So if you can listen to them as well, uh, we'd really appreciate it. That's on the uh, Las Vegas Drive line, I think, from one o'clock to three o'clock. Is that correct? On uh, uh, it's it's on uh, ESPN eleven hundred, and it will be from two to three p.m. Pacific time. Two to three, two two to three. All right, everybody, listen up, listen up. Smoking Dave Coken's going to have Dana Lane, Dana Lane on from two to three next week, Tuesday to Thursday. Uh, if you want to look at, at some Las Vegas hockey, make sure you tune into that. Dana, thank you again for coming on. Tom, last word. 
Mr. Dana Lane Sports. DanaLaneSports.com. Thank you, sir. Gratitude. Much obliged. And with that. Anytime. I, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll be in touch. Me. We'll be in touch, and we'll be looking forward to uh, analyzing some of the, the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs as we go forward. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to let you go, and we're out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.